0: I'm the girl who talks a lot. I'm the girl who always has her head in the clouds. I'm the girl that tries to find the humor in every situation. I'm the girl who's too much. Hi, I'm Sam Richardson, and this is my podcast, Living Richardson. Hey, hey, glory holes! Before we dive in, I have to remind you that we are less than three weeks away from living Richardson live. This episode will be the last one before we record live. You're invited for a night out with me on Friday, February third, seven thirty at the night stage in downtown Akron, Ohio. My best friend, my chosen sister, the lovely and talented Francine Parr will be my guest for the night. You will get an unscripted front row seat to our dynamic duo. Tickets are on sale now. Call the Akron Civic Theater Box Office at 330-253-2488 or go to Ticketmaster.com. I cannot wait to meet you glorious halls. I had originally planned for this episode to be about how I became a content creator. But as life goes, those lemons rain down this week and I'm struggling with turning them into sweet lemonade. So I'm going to listen to what's in my heart and switch gears with today's material. Welcome to episode 16, Mental Health and Social Media. Trigger warning, the topic of suicide will be discussed. This topic has been on my mind for quite some time, but even more so since the beloved Stephen Boss, also known as Twitch, took his own life in December. His death has greatly shocked the nation. How could this have happened to someone who seemed so happy? Why didn't he let anyone know? Twitch was known for being upbeat and full of light. Of course it's shocking when someone in this regard takes their own life. We torture ourselves, wondering if there were signs we missed. This isn't something I've mentioned a lot in my online presence, but I lost my best friend to suicide when she was 15. Her name was Antoinette, and for a long time, I partially blamed myself for why she did what she did. She had a rough start to life. She and her twin brother bounced around foster homes until being adopted by a wonderful lady in about fourth or fifth grade, if I remember correctly. But there was so much damage already done on that young soul. We were best friends from fourth to eighth grade, but became distanced because we ended up attending different high schools. We stayed in touch, but honestly, Antoinette was overwhelming me with her life issues. And I started to answer her phone calls less and less. One night, when I was 14, I saw that I had missed a call from Antoinette. This was back when we all had landlines and answering machines. But I wasn't in the mood to listen to drama, so I never returned her call. The next day, she jumped off a bridge. You know that question all our moms asked us in the 90s? Well, if so-and-so jumped off a bridge, would you? I can answer that truthfully. Antoinette had a disagreement with her mother and walked outside to cool off. They lived right next to a bridge over the Mahoning River. No one ever knows what goes through someone's mind right before they end their life. But whatever crossed hers, apparently she couldn't escape it. Another friend's mom called my mom later that night, asking if we had heard from Antoinette because she was missing. And there were multiple reports from drivers who saw a young girl matching her description jump from the bridge. The river had been unusually high due to recent rain, and she didn't know how to swim. We hoped for the best, but expected the worst, until they found her body five days later. 14-year-old me blamed herself for not calling Antoinette back. Maybe she wouldn't have jumped if she knew she had a friend to talk to. So yeah, I definitely understand the guilt one feels when they're blindsided by a suicide. I want to circle back to Twitch being an upbeat and full of light type of person. I've been described as the same. Pretty much my whole life, I've been known as the life of the party. I don't mean that in the sense that I'm a party animal, but in the sense that I'm the one everyone goes to when they need some spunkiness, some life in their day. It was almost like I was expected to always be on. Often, introverted people in my life would get excited, so to speak, to introduce me to new people. Wait until you meet Samantha! She's a riot. Then it felt like I was expected to perform. And if I wasn't my quirky over-the-top self, they thought something was wrong. When in actuality, I was just resting. The fun, upbeat individuals don't get to rest. If we're quiet for too long, people get concerned. That's what we all see across social media. People being on. Creating this false image that life is perfect. And that's the beef I have with Instagram. If you've been around for a while, you've probably heard me criticize the app before. When I first joined Instagram back in 2015, I got sucked into the illusion that if you could take these perfect lifestyle shots and post them for complete strangers to enjoy, that meant you had a perfectly happy life. All I ever wanted to be was happy. People want to escape their lives and fantasize through the lives of others. Over time, that escape turns into a longing for something other people have. And then you convince yourself that your life is worthless, that you are worthless. In reality, you're agonizingly comparing yourself to a mirage. You're only seeing what that influencer wants you to see. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. After going through a miscarriage in 2017, I had the overwhelming desire to find something for myself. I always loved writing, and bloggers seemed to be all the rage, so I created my blog, Living Richardson. There are multiple reasons why my blog failed, but I believe the biggest was because I started the blog right as I began to take my mental health seriously. And you all know how much I love to overshare. Well, in 2017, The pre-COVID world wasn't kind to neurodivergent individuals, and people weren't ready to see the authenticity while they addictively squirreled. In fact, a close relative of mine responded negatively to me sharing a very raw and emotional video of me sitting in my car right after being diagnosed with my alphabet soup of acronyms. For a more in-depth history of my mental health, listen to the episode entitled The Girl Who's Too Much from this podcast. Upon posting the emotional video, this relative reached out to share her opinions on posting such personal information. Do you know how fucked up it is to be the life of the party in your family as well as the family embarrassment? My too muchness is only accepted when it makes them look good. And that's why we set boundaries. What this relative of mine didn't know was that I was getting messages from people thanking me to have the courage to share my story. I want you to know that I've never felt courageous for sharing any part of my life. I've always been an open book and overshare. It's how I connect with people. Thankfully, I kept on oversharing and here I now sit whispering sweet nothings into your ear. Life is fucking hard, man. Just because someone has a decent camera and knows how to take a good photo doesn't mean they're more worthy than you are. It wasn't until recently That I truly understood and accepted ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We have all entered and will exit this earth in the same manner. Sharing our struggles are better for everyone involved. We get to unload and feel heard while helping others realize they're not alone. Of course, not everyone will like my content. And I've had to learn to be perfectly content with that. I'll never forget when my first video went viral. It was a sex and marriage joke and left a lot of men feeling extremely butthurt. They, of course, had to share that with me. Number one rule of being in the social spotlight, another person's opinion of you is none of your business. Trust me, it's something I have to remind myself of daily, but it really does wonders for your self-confidence. When I first started to receive hate comments, I felt the need to defend myself from every single one, which in hindsight helped me to gain a following. Apparently people like my free-spirited tongue-in-cheek. So I guess I got a big thank you to all my haters. However, it's exhausting and quite frankly impossible to respond to all the negativity. And even though it felt great to rebut the comments, they still have a way of sinking in. I would let other people's perceptions of me weigh me down. So I started taking control of how I let other people's words affect me. This is actually what I tell my kids when it comes to facing real life bullies. Once you take ownership of who you are, no one can use it against you. She's so dramatic. Well, butter my buns and call me a biscuit. I totally am. I'm emotional, loud, sensitive. I'm a little bit of everything, all rolled into one. I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother. Please tell me someone else can relate to breaking into song whenever they're reminded of one. I take ownership of who I am. And that way, when someone claims I'm something I'm truly not, I can let it roll right off. Dramatic and over the top, hell yes. A liar and invalid, absolutely not. Unfortunately, though, we have moments of weakness, and the trolls sting. We're humans, and being human makes us susceptible to life trauma, regardless of social status. No one escapes it. However, when you're the fun, full of light, life of the party, you're not supposed to share your trauma. That's not your purpose. For far too long, society has expected people to smile through the pain without actually acknowledging it. In fact, social media tries to limit us by forcing creators and influencers to pick a niche. A niche is a specific category of content that is directed towards a specific audience. Most people focus on a niche they can relate to. For example, my original niche was humorous motherhood and marriage content, but Over time, I felt the desire to share more. I am more than a mother and a wife. I experience more emotions than just humor. We don't fit into perfect little boxes, and forcing me to be just another 30-something blonde suburban funny mom doesn't sit well with me. It's important to show all the sides of motherhood, marriage, mental health, IBS, life. And I will never apologize for being an open book. Just as I said from my friend Antoinette, no one knows what went through Twitch's mind. And frankly, it's none of our business. Just because you follow someone on social media doesn't mean you're entitled to every aspect of their life, even if they normally do share it all. We may express our sympathies to his family, but it is not our place to speculate and judge. I want you to ask yourself this. Seriously, think about it. If Twitch had made a raw emotional video sharing what he was going through, how do you think that would have been received by the public? Sure, I'd like to think there's enough mentally in tuned people who would have supported him, but for every supporter comes a troll or two, especially for someone of Twitch's status. Look at what TikToker and beauty guru Michaela recently endured. An older clip of hers resurfaced and the internet trolls viciously ran with it. When celebrities complain or vent, the public rolls their eyes. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some divas up in here, but we've all got troubles, no matter the number of followers. That's why it's become so important to me to show the sourest of sour lemons that life has to throw. Not throw, hurl with abundant strength. I'm tired of being on all the time. I'm tired of being compacted into a polished box in order to save face. No, we're done hiding our trauma because the only way to escape it is to take it on head first. But that takes a lot of support. Fortunately, being authentically me has given me this amazing community of glory holes. Seriously, our glory holes, parentheses, Bayesian warriors, Facebook group is at 2,000 people and it is the most welcoming place you will find, unless you're a creep. Going forward, I hope you're kinder as you scroll. Remember that people are fighting battles in their lives and minds that you know nothing about. If you come across someone who is struggling, just be there. That's the best thing you can do. No judgment, no pity, no advice, unless they ask. Just love. If you or a loved one needs help, Call the National Suicide Prevention Line at 988 any time of day. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention, and crisis resources. If you want to stop suicide and mental health spirals, the solution is simple. Be kind. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, even though it wasn't as humorous as those in the past. It was much needed. As always, join me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Living Richardson. And now, introducing OnlyFans. On the Living Richardson OnlyFans page, you will find the uncensored fun. Sorry, no nudity, but you will find some body positivity content. And don't forget, you can be part of the audience in my next episode. Get your tickets for Living Richardson Live. or at Ticketmaster.com. Thanks for listening.